Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a podcast that was developed in order to promote wellness. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health practitioner. Welcome to the first Wednesday in June and I think we have a great topic for today, you all probably have heard one of these stories, maybe about Russell Westbrook as he's in the playoff games right now, and a fan actually dumped popcorn on him as he was walking into the entrance to the tunnel, and his response was that he was very angry, understandably so, and this dehumanization of athletes. But also, you may be familiar with Naomi Osaka, who has decided that she does not want to continue in the French Open due to her anxiety. Now these two things, so different ends of the spectrum, represent some of the things that athletes experience and so I thought it appropriate for us to discuss today, I am not your superhuman athletes in mental health. So I wanted to start out with a couple of statistics because I think it's important to understand as we talk about athletes, that these are human beings. And I know sometimes we think they have such phenomenal talents that we forget that there is a person underneath all of those abilities. And so a lot of the statistics are around our college uh, athletic population, but the NCAA, actually there was a nine year analysis that was done from a database um, for the American Society for Sports medicine and it is cited that the suicide rate among athletes that were NCAA students was 7.3 percent in terms of how many deaths occurred and that's pretty significant in the population as you think about this 7.3 percent of those are related to suicide and that our male athletes in NCAA have a significantly higher rate of suicide compared to female athletes and who tops that list football players. They have the greatest risk factors. So let's talk about these risk factors and what is contributing to our athletes having some distress. Those are college stats, but I think these things that we're going to talk about today can relate to any athlete and also things that parents may want to be aware of as you are raising young athletes in your home. And then also as you trans, um, transition into older adulthood, and you may either be continuing to play or deciding to get out of athletics for various reasons. I think these things will be helpful for anyone. So what puts our athletes at risk for mental health disorders? Personality dynamics, right? Some of us have predispositions towards substance abuse that put us at risk. We also may have problems with emotional regulation and connection. We have life outside of uh, athletics, right? So there could be family issues that could be going on, grief and loss, the same things that affect all of us, right? Affect our athletes. We know that sexuality and gender have come into play as we've been discussing athletics, particularly with our transgender population. How do you get to compete? Are you able to compete? Is that fair? We've even had conversations with women about when they are pregnant and do you have an unfair advantage if you are pregnant in competing? We've discussed gender differences, as you all saw, as we were um, 
navigating through basketball once again when we saw different dynamics during the final four for our male athletes versus our female athletes in terms of their weight rooms, in terms of their food. And so there's a lot of gender bias that still occurs in the athletic world that is not allowing our athletes to both have equal access to things. So those kind of things come up. We know that there is hazing and bullying that occurs, particularly for new people coming onto a team or people that are coming from other teams. Those have been issues that people have cited have been very difficult for them to manage. We know that there is sexual abuse that has occurred. This blew the gymnastics world apart as we were talking about all of the people who had been sexually molested or abused at the hands of trainers, uh, at the hands of coaches, at the hands of people that were supposed to be helping with rehabilitation or, or counseling, right? So these are things that cause our young athletes to be at risk and even as they transition into adulthood because what we know about if you are primed uh, early on about hey you need to listen follow directions do what you're told in order for you to move up and be competitive especially if you're talking about competing at the olympics or being able to get a scholarship to a prestigious college then oftentimes athletes feel like they have to be silent about some of these things that they're experiencing um, when we transition out of sports right so we we uh, may have an injury or you may just get to a point where you're burned out as an athlete and so then what is my identity if I'm no longer an athlete these things can put me at risk and speaking of injury there are psychological components to injury that our athletes experience and we don't frequently focus on both of those uh, you have an injury let's get you rehabilitated let's allow you to recover but psychologically we are affected because sometimes you don't bounce back in the same way from those injuries you are forever changed in terms of your body and what if that injury takes you out of the ability to be able to play that sport disordered eating or eating disorders we again talk about those in terms of gymnastics but they also happen in terms of boxing and other sports as well where that may be a weight characteristic wrestling where you if you're in a certain weight class then you may be more competitive. So if I stay a little lighter in my weight, then I'm faster and I'm able to be more successful than if I move up to a different weight class. And so we've heard horror stories of, of athletes and what they're doing to manage that weight um, to the point where it is harming their bodies. Depression and suicide, we mentioned some suicide stats earlier. Those are the most common things, depression and anxiety that our athletes are dealing with. And you can understand, hey, what if I don't win? That's a lot of emotional stress that comes along with performance. What if I'm not competitive enough? What if I'm not able to move up in the way that I was? When you are competing in, in your younger years and you may be the top of your group in, in uh, peewee sports or before you get to middle school and then middle school and high school, you could be a state celebrated athlete but then you get to the collegiate level and maybe you're not playing as much and so now you're having some depression or maybe you are having some homesickness and, and your diff difficulty dealing with the transition so much spotlight is put on our athletes particularly at the collegiate level you're like celebrity status and so being able to deal with all of that it can be feel it can feel very lonely and isolating you can feel like you're constantly under a microscope trying to manage academics as well as other things that are going on can be really tough and so our athletes can really struggle. And then what if I work really hard and I, and I don't make a team? Or if I work really hard and I don't qualify, right? So these kind of things are affecting our athletes. Uh, Naomi Osaka talked about her anxiety, that she has panic attacks. She feels physically ill 
before competition. We force our athletes at the collegiate level as well as professionally to get in front of the camera after they've lost. You know, how many of us have to talk about hurtful things in our lives right away? We have to get on camera and talk to people about it. Could you imagine something devastating happening in your life and somebody shoving a camera and a microphone in your face and how that must feel? Uh, how do you feel about it? How would you feel about it, right? So I think sometimes we forget that these are human beings and that it is tough. They don't even get a chance to process. They're walking off the court trying to uh, deal with this loss they just had. We're in the playoffs for basketball. So you, you just got knocked out, eliminated, and, and now I got to have an interview with that? I mean, that, that is just, to me, ridiculous. Um, overtraining, sometimes we push our athletes so much that it affects their bodies, right? And so we know that mind, body, and spirit are all connected. So my body starts breaking down from all this overtraining. I'm tired, I'm not getting enough rest. Um, I'm, I'm not eating the way that I, I need to because I'm, I'm being pushed and the effects that that can have, uh, which is why we have sleep disorders a lot in our athletes. There could be attention deficit that our athletes are dealing with. And so I'm trying to manage that as well as manage my, my performance on the field or on the court, um, in the arena, and then also deal with the fact that I'm struggling academically. Um, we, we often don't realize the violence that sometimes occurs with our athletes is related to these personality dynamics or family and uh, cultural and environmental factors that they bring with them. We act like you are a separate being because uh, that's how we train our athletes. Once you're on your field, you leave all of that behind, but that's not possible because wherever I go, there I am. So I'm dealing with all of these things too, the comparison behaviors, the negative self-talk. So you can now see why we have athletes who silently struggle often with mental health conditions because of what stigma. So the stigma that we deal with with mental health in general is even more pronounced for our athletes because they are taught, you need to put that behind. You need to let that go. You don't need to deal with that. You have to be poised. We're looking at how you're responding. They get prepped for how to talk to people, who they can talk to, what they can do, all these rules and, and regulations, push through it, right? And so it, it almost teaches them that they need to try to separate themselves from their emotions. And what we know is that does not work well, right? Because we are an integrated people. And so that means that our, our emotions have to be connected to our bodies, which have to be connected to our thoughts. Otherwise, these behaviors are gonna show up in other places. We have seen athletes discuss their mental health and you know, we can be so cruel as fans, uh, not only just throwing stuff at people, which is completely out of order, um, cursing people out when they decide not to play for your team again, burning their um, sports paraphernalia. I mean, we just get obnoxious about how we feel like athletes should behave, which is not fair to them. And so how dare you talk about your mental health? Now you're weak. Now, why are we dealing with you? Get rid of this person. As if, uh, okay, well, you, you can't play sports if you have a mental health condition. And that is one of the things that people have a misperception about. There are so many people that are dealing with mental health that you have no idea are dealing with it and they are functioning very well. So you can both play a sport and be dealing with mental illness. Um, but it also, some of the logistical things, when you talk about being high profile, it can be really uncomfortable seeking services. So let's say you're a college athlete. Are you really gonna wanna go to the college counseling center and have people see you walk in that office? And I know that um, other people are going to be in here for appointments, optometrists and their PCP and their gynecologists. And I've gotta walk in here uh, to this counseling center that is clearly labeled counseling center. 
that can be difficult. But then if I go off campus to see a provider, do I have providers in the area that understand all of the dynamics of being an athlete? So that can be a challenge. Then we have cultural competence. So are you a provider that is going to understand all the different intersections of my ethnicity in terms of me being an athlete? My family dynamics, are we going to have a good fit? And we know that if you don't have a good fit in therapy, you're not going to be wanting to go back to see anybody. Um, it may be that uh, providers are available, but I'm just uncomfortable. So you may have a good provider, but I may have grown up in an environment where we didn't discuss mental health, or I may be, um, are dealing with that same stigma uh, that, hey, if you go see somebody, you're weak, it's gonna affect your performance. Now the NCAA has done a better job of advocating for mental health and getting resources for athletes, and they are supportive of athletes discussing the things that they are going through. So we have seen some improvement in, in that. We have seen the NBA also do that, as well as other uh, the NFL, a lot of uh, tennis, gymnastics, a lot of our athletes are brave and coming forward on their own social media platforms and discussing their mental health, which does help reduce some of the barriers that our athletes may be experiencing. So what, what are some of those barriers? We're talk we talked about being able to identify a competent provider, um, but also just making sure that we have people accessible so it's easier for an athlete to get there. So you may drop that athlete off. You may be the person that provides that transportation and gets them there and takes them to the appointment because you may be the gatekeeper. Right? So you may say, hey, this person is good. You may wanna set up a consultation ahead of time so the athlete can meet with this person and dispel some of the myths that they have about what counseling may look like. We wanna normalize uh, mental health for our athletes and be preventative, right, in terms of reducing some of these barriers. If we have a mental health plan in place, when something happens, we don't have to worry about having access to things because we already know what we're going to do. We wanna see this athlete as a whole person and not have them um, separated out into individual parts. You're integrated. So there are a lot of things you may be at risk for. How are you managing your money? What's going on in your family? Are there going to be some losses? There definitely could be during the season. You may wanna have a uh, healthcare provider work directly with the team. And of course, as we get to the professional level, they have all of these resources. But as a parent of an athlete, these are things that you may wanna advocate for and ask about prior to your athlete moving on to the college level. And then sometimes we end up seeing our athletes, even in high school, have a lot of these challenges as well. So we wanna make sure that's set up before they go into high school. Now, there are a lot of different types of therapy that athletes can receive. Some of it is based on their performance, but we also wanna make sure that we're addressing the mental health factors, the environmental things, right? So um, we have sports psychologists and they are dedicated to help with some of the um, factors that interfere with what happens when you're on that field. Where does your mind go? Like, let's help you learn some strategies to be able to, yes, get in that zone and play. But then we also wanna be addressing the things that put you at risk for uh, mental illness. And, and early intervention is always best, right? I always tell you that uh, prevention is better than intervention. So if we can, we can prevent some things, that's even better. But if you notice things like your athlete missing practice or being tardy to practice or their performance is declining, um, they're talking a lot about uh, having difficulty managing their expectations and their obligations. They're saying they're not interested in the sport anymore. It's not doing the same thing that it used to do for them. Um, substance use is, of course, a telltale sign. Arrest, 
um, legal problems, those kind of things. If you see aggression, especially in their relationships uh, with coaches and peers, and I, you know, we have some conflict as people, but if we're a constant pattern of aggression and, and fights or um, violence toward partners, uh, then those are things that are red flags for us, mood swings, and all of us can have a bad day, but if you're noticing a pattern of irritability and, and anger uh, or, or crying and tearfulness, changes in your appetite or eating, eating in isolation, going to the bathroom right after they eat, uh, the purging behaviors, over-exercising um, and not getting enough calories. So those are some of the things to look out for. We also want to be very, very mindful if your athlete has a head injury because oftentimes uh, we shake stuff off so much and that, oh, keep going, keep playing. And then I don't go back and attend to whatever this injury was. Head injuries are responsible for, uh, especially in uh, the NFL has done some studies on this, those mood swings, um, the depression, the suicidality, the changes uh, in, in personality behavior, uh, right? So we wanna be very mindful that we get our young people examined after they have had any kind of injury to their head, any kind of concussion, whether light or otherwise. Uh, go ahead and make sure that they get that examination so we can um, determine if there was actually a concussion or if there was some other damage that was sustained during the, uh, the sport. So those are things that are really, really important. And, and it is, I think, probably vital for you to have at least yearly some kind of mental evaluation of your player, a screening or something like, hey, let's just check and see how did this year go? What are some of the things that you were struggling with? What are some of the stressors that you have going on now? Because those are going to be able to highlight some of the areas where athletes may not necessarily be forthcoming, but if asked direct questions, they will be honest about what's going on. That time management piece of your senior athletes have a hard time managing their time because those are things that could lead to burnout. Um, so being able to give them some resources to help with that. Uh, the nutrition piece, right? So those are some of the things that we want to be mindful of. How are they eating? How are they talking about their bodies? Uh, making sure that they're aware of how to solve problems, right? Conflict resolution. Uh, we often forget that we have to teach people skills. <laughs> and so we make assumptions that they'll already know how to do certain things that they have never been taught to do. Um, and, and we want to also make sure that uh, we're talking to our young people about addictions and substance abuse. Uh, there are a lot of young people that smoke marijuana, and as of right now, uh, using marijuana is against the regulations of particular sports. So, but if I grew up and that was my coping, and you don't give me any other coping, then how am I supposed to manage? Or alcohol, whatever. Maybe um, we know that a lot of our baseball players and a lot of our, our hockey players, uh, the season saints, will say dip snuff but chewing tobacco, right, or cigarettes. So how am I going to be able to deal with my stress and manage all of um, the things that come along with being an athlete if I don't have things to put in its place? Uh, so those are things that are important for us to make sure that our, our, our young people have. Uh, what are some other things that we wanna keep in mind? Um, we wanna definitely understand that athletes are uh, just like the regular general population. So they have just as much of a chance of dealing with a mental illness as anyone else in the population does. And we wanna treat mental illness in the same way that we treat physical injury. So we wanna address that, right? So you don't wanna um, go around with a hairline fracture and not get it attended to. I don't wanna go around and be dealing with depression and anxiety, which again are the top two things that athletes struggle with and not have that addressed because it's gonna show up not only in my sport, but it's gonna show up in other aspects of my life. 
early intervention, of course, right? So when things happen, let's get them addressed. Let's not wait. Oh, well, let's wait until the season is over. Oh, let's just get, get you past these games, right? So I need to attend to that right away, even if that could impact your ability to play. And when a person has an illness, we're fine. Like, hey, you got an injury or illness, we're gonna keep you out for a game or two or sometimes for the rest of the season. Mental health needs to be looked at in the same way. Sometimes we do need to take a break away from a sport and deal with our mental health. And that should be something that should be considered as well. Athletes do experience unique challenges that are specific to being an athlete. And so we wanna make sure that we give them support around that. Um, and also when they're ready to retire or an injury takes them out of the game permanently, we wanna make sure that we're addressing that transition for them. Um, parents again are encouraged to talk to coaches and other important um, other uh, important members, personnel of that sports team about any risk factors that your child may have. Like, hey, these are some things they've been struggling with. So people can keep a lookout for them. We don't want them to end up slipping through the cracks, silently suffering when they could have gotten some support. And so you know your child well, and you know when they're not doing well, they may be calling you and, and you can hear it in their voice. So make sure you have that close relationship with coaches and staff. Um, athletes are humans, they're not superhumans. So we wanna make sure that we are addressing all the aspects of humanity. That means treating them well and understanding that if they don't wanna have an interview, they have the right to do that and understanding that they have emotions. So they're gonna get frustrated and upset and they're gonna cry and they're gonna do all of the things that we do. And we wanna make sure that we have things in place that our fans are respectful. And of course, the, the woman that threw the popcorn on, on Westbrook was ejected um, uh, from the arena. And But we wanna make sure that we are talking about that before a game even starts, that people are signing things when they come in, like, hey, you are gonna respect these athletes and you can, you can clap and I know that we boo uh, when we get a bad call or, 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 or play, but you should not be verbally aggressive to an athlete and you definitely should not be physically assaultive to an athlete. Um, we also wanna make sure that um, we are encouraging our athletes to have a platform, to have a space, they are involved in, in social justice initiatives. They are involved in helping out in the community. And that's again, part of them being well-rounded human beings. So we wanna nurture all the aspects of them. They are uh, uh, intellectually gifted. What are you going to do uh, post being an athlete, right? Are you, you know, your, your primary focus is, hey, I, I, I one day wanna own a business or I wanna be a physician or whatever it is. We wanna make sure that we're nurturing all the aspects of them which also helps with that transition. So when I'm no longer playing sports, I don't think that I have, I don't have an identity anymore because I've nurtured other aspects of myself. So now I can transition to these other things that I'm purpose and gifted to do. And we also wanna make sure that we got that healthy support system in place for our athletes, that financial support. We know sometimes athletes get some money and they blow it, right? Because they have not learned how to manage financially. So we make sure they have mentors, financial planners, uh, that they have spiritual advisors, because again, mind, body, spirit, all connected. Their academic support um, and attorneys for those legal things or prevention, hopefully, of those legal issues. So how do I wanna wrap this up? I wanna wrap this up by saying our athletes are people and they have a lot of things that they have to manage just like everyone else does. So let us give them the respect and the consideration and the education so that they can move forward in their path and the interventions they need early so that they can be the best versions of themselves that they can be, okay? Be well.